Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. JD Power ranks Sleep Number number 1 in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For JD Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com/awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com/acast and use code acast for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com/acast code acast. The following is a presentation of the Force Center podcast feed. From the center of this here galaxy, this is Force Center. I'm Cadnapsuck. That's Joseph Scrimshaw. That's Jennifer Landa, and this is the big show, the main show, the Ninka. Of our support vessel crew, Joseph. That's right, the anodyne of studying for the trivia contest, the Schmodown Star Wars trivia contest. Not the vigil, Jennifer, which explodes Whoa. early in the movie. I'm impressed. <laughs> don't, well, don't be. we'll see. Yes, uh, I have decided that it is just good for my brain yeah. to study anything. I had a conversation with my wife, like, yeah. this is a lot of Star. I'm I'm losing actual human facts. <laughs> like, people are going to ask me my age, and I'm going to say 1138. Because uh, I've forgotten, but you know it's oh. just good. 
to put your brain through a practice. Yeah, you know, obviously, if you guys listen, you know, Joseph and I got a big uh, trivia contest along with Alex Dabin, who will be a guest on some Four Center shows very shortly, uh, live movie trivia showdown. So we've been studying, right? Our brains are rusty, Joseph, right? And we admit, like, we have a ton of Star Wars knowledge, but you don't remember the little details all the time. Right, the things that will come up that you don't, aren't naturally the way you process information. <laughs> yeah. Like remembering a character's name, a ship's name, that's fine, but yeah. the the exactly how many engines on the Tantive oh, for right. that kind of stuff. Like, what is, you know, Yoda's first line in Return of the Jedi? Right. All sorts of things oh that are different ways of thinking that you got to cram in your brain. Yeah, so we've been cramming, and I think you and I both suffer, and I think, Jennifer, you could understand. I've put in a movie. I'm like, all right, all right, I'm going to focus. And then about 20 minutes in, I'm like, this movie's great. Rogue One's fun. And I just clap, and I watch the movie <laughs> to the end, and I don't study. Yeah, so, yeah. It is what it is. Hey, gang and crew, cats and dogs, we're here for a, well, we're going to look at some of this news. We had the big solo review over the weekend. We, uh, oof, we had, had the Han Solo <laughs> moments. There it was. The dog barking. Um, <laughs> we're going to talk about some of the headlines that are going on, which is, yeah, the Boba Fett standalone movie, question mark. Solo disappointment at the box office, question mark. A lot of those things we're going to dive in and our, uh, look at the Star Wars news world and all that kind of stuff. We'll catch up as well and take your questions. But today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash force center over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. And yes, to answer some questions, I had one in, in real life. My girlfriend wrote me, hey, do you have that Audible thing? I'd nice. like to sign up. Oh, yeah. Does this help you? I went, it directly helps it force really center. It really helps Yay. us a lot. Absolutely. So that is that, Joseph, Jennifer. I've blabbed enough up top. How are you guys, Jen? A bunch of Ewoks are holding me together. Oh. <laughs> I'm an Ewok. I'm not wearing a trench coat. I'm wearing a large sweater. So. <laughs> you have like uh, three invisible uh, therapy Ewoks yes. arounding you? Yes. Surrounding you? Yes, exactly. <laughs> now, now more than ever, we need those therapy Ewoks to be real. Yeah. Yes. A lot going on in life. We're all yeah. talking. We got a lot going on. And we all have a lot going on with the various podcast adventures, all that kind of stuff. Shows, whatnot. Yeah. I will say I did take... More time than I should have this yeah. week to play Battlefront 2. I should be Ooh. studying for Star Wars trivia, and instead I played Battlefront 2. Yeah. But I wanted to report that at one point I did kill Darth Maul with Han Solo, which <gasps> felt like vengeance. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, wow. That's actually... Yeah, you always do cooler things on that game than I do. <laughs> I just go... I don't know if they're cooler. I just grab a stormtrooper and I pew pew away, uh, pew pew away till my brain falls out. And the new arcade mode, or the updated arcade mode, you can do the Starfighter now. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, that's, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we're here. Star Wars. Wow. It's an interesting time to be a Star Wars fan. Trying at times. Yeah. Uh, rewarding above all. I think it's still rewarding. But yeah, a lot of things to dig in and. And uh, Joseph, I want to shout, I shout out to you uh, with your, your Star Wars counseling recently. Oh, yeah. That was helpful to a lot of people and myself. Good, good. It was helpful to me, too, to try to listen to my own advice. <laughs> it's easy to say it. It's a different thing to do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I, it, I, and I have, I yep. think, well, I think we've all have been having pretty yeah. good luck with taking a deep breath. Yeah, absolutely, and having fun. And Jennifer, your happy beeps are are spreading happy vibes throughout the Star Wars universe too. So, <laughs> uh, if you listen to the main show, maybe more than the other things, make sure you check out uh, Star Wars Counseling and Happy Beeps and the other shows on the programs here. All right, 
Jennifer, we got some Star Wars news. Yes, we do. And we're going to start off with a silly one. (laughs) (laughs) Get ready for Workout Watch 2018. StarWarsNews.net is reporting that Billy D. Williams recently made an appearance at Megacon Orlando. And it was after that appearance that Megacon's Twitter account shared a fun fact about the old smoothie. They said that (laughs) (laughs) Billy just had his 81st birthday. Mm. He's training three times a week with a trainer, and he has a whole new diet. That's mm. right, friends. Wow. <laughs> because now this new lifestyle change, you know, it could just be a lifestyle change, but for us Star Wars fans, right. <laughs> we're speculating <laughs> that Lando Calrissian is coming back for episode nine. We know that Mark Hamill and Carrie Fisher both had similar health regimens in order to prepare for their roles. What do we think? What are the chances? Should we start playing our placing Ooh, our bets? Placing our <laughs> bets. Well, you know, yeah, I have a, I have an extra card up my sleeve, so okay. sure. No, no, I don't. Uh, you know, I think it's entirely possible that Billy D. Williams wants to live for as long as possible. <laughs> Going to call that one out. Possibility. Okay. Yeah. All right, Ken. I'm saying, I'm putting my. Sabic credit down that this is for the movie and probably and to to live longer and to live longer and I hope uh, maybe I hope that's the first spot but you know the Billy was like yeah I'm 81 I want to I want to stick around this old plan a little bit Uh, but I'm saying I'm saying it's the movie I'm saying these kind of silly little things carry too much weight carry too much weight for reasons yeah yeah yeah. Frank Oz wasn't just visiting London (laughs) right 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 Right. and I I think we've all seen Billy D. Williams at conventions sometimes in person sometimes on live streams and I've I think I've said it before that's why I think I I want to blabble about a little bit is he wasn't in the best of shape and I knew some people work at Wizard World and they can confirm wasn't in the best of shape Mm -hmm. in his mid 70s and late 70s so here at 81 my 81. Yeah. That used to be a number that you'd be like, what? Now you're like, cool, do some push-ups. So I, I, that's why I think, yeah, I think there's some truth to yeah. maybe Lando having his day. And he was on Dancing with the Stars a little while back, right? Oh, and, I and, uh, so it seems that. to me like maybe he is a person who's like, no, I want to do this. I yeah. want to be in, in good shape. I yeah. want to. I will share my, okay, I signed an NDA af- after the fact, so I'm gonna, Ooh, I'll am i spill whoa. the secrets here. I won't go into too much detail, but I used to work at a restaurant mm-hmm. in West Hollywood, and Billy D was a regular there, and he used to come in and loved, you know, wine, <laughs> loved his steak. <laughs> he was never one yeah. to <laughs> order a salad and water. Okay. <laughs> so when I saw this, I was like, training three times a week? Yeah. No, this is a man who, it, like Lando Calrissian, you know, he would hold court there. You know, the wine was flowing. People were coming over to his table. He would order appetizers, dessert. I mean, okay, you he you, loves you, to you live have the large. inside track. That's I think, inside. Uh, yeah. I think he, I think that's probably right. Then I think uh, probably he is training. Here is the last thing I'll say about that, though, yeah, yeah. for myself is yeah. what if this is a classic uh, Lando double information where he doesn't actually have the role. He's just letting it get out there, of like, hey, Lucasfilm, look, you don't even Ooh. have to hire oh a trainer. Gosh. Yell at me. I'm getting in shape myself, and I'm going to let everyone know. I it's like Meghan Markle's dad in the paparazzi. <laughs> 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 I uh, I like that. Actually. Yeah. I like that. I, I like too. that theory a lot. I I put some money down on okay. that. I'd okay. invest in that theory. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I want him in episode nine. I think mm-hmm. he. I do. If there's if there's the right role that has respect for Orlando. 
Absolutely. No, I think I think Lando deserves this uh, this moment in the sun, especially after seeing Solo. I think it'd be fun to, to kind of bring that character back yeah. home. Not necessarily dying. I want to make sure I don't yeah, no, no. want Lando killed off. <laughs> Just ain't having him come back for the final chapter. Yeah. Great. Mm, yeah. Well, let's get ready to visit Black Spire Outpost next summer. Mm-hmm. A recent panel at Disney's Hollywood Studios revealed that Black Spire is the name of the village in Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Here is the official description. Black Spire Outpost is an infamous stop for traders, adventurers, and smugglers traveling around the Outer Rim and wild space. This outpost has become a haven for the galaxy's most colorful and notorious characters, wildly known for the petrified remains of its once-towering ancient trees. The spires Mm. now stand guard across the river valleys and plains. To the first settlers, these petrified spires became more than just landmarks. They became the heart of the outpost itself. So I know we've all we've mm-hmm. all gone to Disneyland recently, right? Yeah, I have, yeah. So we've been. Have you guys seen those spy those spires? Yeah, <laughs> so, I have. Yeah. Um, so, anyways, what I always thought was interesting about this was I feel like there is going to be a whole new canon storyline that we're going to have to learn. Not oh, just with like yes. the books. I know there are books coming out. Mm. I think later this mm-hmm. year. Uh, yeah, the next uh, the Thrawn alliances that he oh. Thrawn and Vader are sent to Batu. So oh. maybe not Black Spire specifically, but to the planet right. by mm. Palpatine. But this is a pretty rich universe that they've created mm-hmm. to create an immersive experience for yeah. <laughs> our guests. That's great. I love that description because obviously with an old trading outpost, you're going to get the smuggler, you're going to get the underworld and the, the scoundrels. But mm. ancient trees taps into the much more mystic foreside. Mm-hmm. There's history and depth here. Exactly. And, and Black Spire was mentioned in Solo, right? Yep, I L3. So, L3 yeah. says you couldn't get to Black Spire without me and you're going to do the Kessel Run. I love that. I mm. love that. Now, I would think that they maybe mentioned that in the movie and then went back and put that in the Galaxy's Edge? Or do you think it's the other way around? They were like, hey, Kazdin's, drop a reference to this thing we're building. Well, I, I, how do you think, I would think it was the drop a reference to this thing we're building because yeah. there's so much organization behind this to already right. have Batu coming up in this book. I, I want to think it's some other places that I'm not mm-hmm. remembering, but like I said, it's at the end of the current Star Tours. Like I think they're <laughs> really right. like, hey... Uh, you know what, uh, Lucasfilm, good luck with those movies. People are <laughs> going to be coming to this park yeah. forever. Yeah, yeah, seriously. I forgot about your your experience with the Star Tours. Uh, yeah. And meet us in Galaxy's Edge. Where the yeah, 3PO <laughs> sold me hard. Like, this is the most interesting 3PO I'd ever seen, <laughs> seemed in anything in Star Wars ever. Like, this looks like an amazing place to visit. Uh, I love it's like it. Yeah. share. It's fun, though. I love I love that it's connected. And if, and if, if you promise me this immersive world that's connected to the bigger Star Wars story, yeah. Oh my gosh. To see it pay off in little references here and there, it's great. Yeah. I want the next uh, big reference to this place to be what is the area where you're waiting in line called? Get that in canon. Get that in canon. What <laughs> would be really crazy if, is if they incorporate this world into a gal- uh, into Galaxy's Edge, into mm. a, a game. Mm-hmm, <laughs> to mm-hmm. Battlefront, that would that, be oh, crazy. Yeah. <laughs> to fight along there. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure they will. Why not? Right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Oh boy. We're getting into scary Westworld territory. Okay. Um, oh, I'm sorry. That that was it. it oh, uh, yeah? People are thinking that the new Forces of Destiny that uh, has Kira in it mm-hmm. yeah. is set there. Oh, oh, when I saw that one. Visually, yeah. yeah. Yes. Oh, mm. okay. I'll I can take see another, that. I'll have to watch that from a certain point of view again. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Exactly. Anyway, sorry, Jennifer. Oh, no, no. Well... Oh, wait, I didn't really work out this joke. <laughs> this is not going to land. <laughs> I'll read it anyways. <laughs> Doesn't make any sense. If you thought a Boba Fett movie was as dead as Boba and the Sarlacc, 
then you don't know the EU. What? Oh, <laughs> I like it. I like it. You guys, I wrote that when my daughter was like next to me, and I was like, I can't think right now. I love that. All right, sorry. Anyways. I'm on board with you. <laughs> it was great. To Entertainment Weekly's Anthony Breisnikin, who is a very reliable source, mm-hmm. he's reporting that James Mangold will direct the Bounty Hunter standalone film. James Mangold is best known for directing the groundbreaking Wolverine movie, Logan. And the news leaked... The night before Solo, a Star Wars story was released in theaters, which was kind of weird timing. And yet it also made sense since Lucasfilm first broke the news of standalone Han Solo and Boba Fett movies back in 2013 at the same time. So Lucasfilm has not officially announced the standalone Boba Fett film, but fans are already have a lot to say about it. (laughs) Myself included. Mm. Yeah, I think you had mentioned this, Justin. This is really unfortunate timing, whether it was a real leak yeah. or a planned leak, which sometimes happens in the business. It was unfortunate timing. It was super unfortunate. It was literally as people are putting on their coats to find, especially hardcore fans, finally after waiting two weeks between the premiere, right. weeks worth of reviews for a movie you are not allowed to see yet <laughs> as a Star Wars fan. Many Star Wars fans having like, I'm not sure about Solo, but I'm excited to finally see it. I'm pulling on my Star Wars boots and what the hell? <laughs> it's the timing, the timing, the timing of these of not Lucasfilm announcements, mm-hmm. but rumors. And rumors. well, I guess with the Igercon of the, we're, yeah. there's no information but here. Right. Mm. There's no. Uh, there's nothing else for you to chew on other than we're just announcing another uh, white man behind the camera, which right. is uh, stirring up discussion, discussion as yeah. it should. Um, and then to drop another one of those uh, right at that exact moment when fans, when it would be the least well received, right? The right. least possibility of it being well received, even if it dropped on Sunday after a lot of Star Wars fans got home from Solo and said. Yeah, I wasn't sure if I wanted that, but wow, that was fun. Now I can imagine a Boba Fett movie. Mm. Yeah. At least for some fans, not all yeah. fans. Yeah, because I think you're right. I think after seeing Solo, the idea of this weird, uh, possible like a Boba Fett, Obi-Wan, weird universe. Yeah, you know? Maul hires Maul, Boba yeah. Fett. We got some questions about, would it be yeah. cool if, you know, like, yeah. Yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah. And we had talked about it, obviously, about Boba Fett. Jennifer, you have strong opinions of Boba Fett. I have strong opinions about Boba Fett. But I don't know. Let's dive in. Where are you at with this right now? I was really suspicious about the timing, but I know that Anthony Bresnikin is very ethical in his reporting, and he does not report something if it does not have if there's some sort of validity to it. Mm-hmm. So, I, but then that made me question, like, well, how did this information get out on this night when a lot of people, <clears throat> excuse me, were already kind of on the fence right. with Hansel, as you pointed yeah. out? Yeah. Well, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like the Hollywood Reporter broke it and then it would have just been another rumor exactly not only is Bresnikin pretty reliable he has direct ties to Lucasfilm right when Lucasfilm wants information out that they're not ready to officially announce Mm -hmm. they they give it to Mr. Bresnikin yeah so it does feel like is this is to me still in the rumor category because it's Mm -hmm. not announced anything that isn't announced to me yeah by the company is not Fully true, but yeah. it's as close as it can get because it's Bresnikin. Right. Absolutely. It's similar to the Stephen Daldry directing Obi-Wan and that kind of stuff and, and things that we know behind the scenes that are probably in place, but they're just either, you know, maybe they're not going that direction anymore. Maybe they're, so I, I, I believe this story in the sense that this is probably something that's been worked on, talked on, talked about. Mangold's probably put pen to paper, that type of 
thing, but it, it's like the HBO with the five Game of Thrones prequel series. We've got five in development. We'll choose one. Yeah. Mm. Money's being put into it. Staffs are being, you know, assistants are working on stuff. We'll find the one in the end. I think it's that. But yeah, uh, in this in this uh, click uh, click a headline, clickbait kind of get your views society. Boom, that caught on like wildfire. Yeah, that's fact. It's fact. Yeah. yeah. So in a lot of people's minds, it's a fact that the Obi Wan movie is coming. It's a fact that the Boba Fett movie is coming. Yeah. Which is also interesting because I kind of felt like they should have, I mean, if this is true, I'm like, why didn't they have James Mangold for Obi-Wan? Like, if they had announced that, that he's mm-hmm. directing Obi-Wan, I think people would have lost their minds. But everyone's mm-hmm. kind of like, oh, I like Mangold, but I don't want a Boba Fett movie, or I'm conflicted about a Boba Fett movie. So it's just, yeah, I feel like they got yeah. it they got it almost almost right. Yeah. Almost yeah, enough. yeah, and it might be, and look, I, I, I love James Mangold. I love 310 to Yuma remake. Mm-hmm. I love Logan. So yeah, I hear that choice. I go, okay, you got my attention. There's there obviously some issues with that choice and, and a lot of fan base, a lot of the fan base calling for, for different uh, voices behind the scenes, and I, right. which I totally get. Mangold, <coughs> it seems like a, a good choice for this, but then what is the movie to me? And I'm okay, like I'm, I'm, I, I'm always excited for new Star Wars. Yeah. Boba Fett, my feelings of Boba Fett aside, I'm excited for this idea of what can you do with that? Because we don't even know if it's set between Revengeance of the New Hope. It could yeah. be 10 years after Return of the Jedi and he's crawled out of the Sarlacc, you know. Yeah. It could be something cool. So uh, I'm aboard, but yeah, it just... Yeah. Uh, and we'll talk weird. more about the actual kind of Boba Fett in how that, that knowledge sits now after Solo's released yes. in the main right. topic. But I think for me, I am just getting frustrated with wanting to just hear the creative information mm-hmm. and wanting to be able to just imagine mm. what might that movie look like in uh, you know I, I wish Lucasfilm would get better about mm-hmm. not having to be so distracted about when they release the information yeah mm. and you know <laughs> if they truly truly do have some great project lined up mm-hmm. that represent more diversity behind the camera stop letting it leak because yeah. <sighs> you know they could re- release the most perfect for the most people Star Wars information and it would just get distracted from because of all these legitimate conversations that aren't about the content of the film. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. (laughs) Disney, whether it's IgerCon or anything else or these leaks, you're right. It is just almost always been, even going back to that first Force Awakens black and white photo release of the cast read, none of the information has ever been delivered perfectly, which is... Tough to do, regardless. Yeah. People can have their opinions, but like, it just seems like I don't, it's sadly tragic to me. And what's particularly tragic? One last thing is yeah. what you've mm-hmm. talked about, both of you, about having an El Capitan uh, event. Yeah, making an event, oh, and yeah. Marvel has done that. And yeah. like they're the same company. Like, <laughs> come on, it's just so simple. Yeah. Oh, maybe we'll get it this year. Who knows? I think we'll get so. It. Maybe. Okay. It's fair to say that the Millennium Falcon came in for a rough landing this past weekend. The box office numbers are in for Solo, a Star Wars story. And while they're not bad, the numbers are low. So low. I'm sorry, for a Star Wars film. You are on a roll today, Linda. Oh, this is terrible. Okay. As of Memorial Day, the film took in $103 million domestically and $65 million overseas. At its current rate, Solo may not gross more than... uh, 400 million in all oh, oh, in all mm. after costing at least 250 million to produce before marketing marketing is very expensive mm-hmm. this morning actually John Kasdan a solo screenwriter tweeted quote look 
fell short of expectations isn't what anyone hopes to hear in the bedroom or at the box <laughs> office, but mostly I'm just thrilled by the reaction to Solo. And if you want more hashtag underwar, underworld, yeah, underworld stories, keep asking Disney and Lucasfilm for them. Believe it or not, they listen. End mm. quote. That to big. me was very telling. That's big. They have they have other movies planned, and they're like, oh shoot. At <laughs> least John Kasdan does. <laughs> At least John Kasdan does. <laughs> yeah. right? But that might be enough if <laughs> it, the the film is ultimately received well creatively, which I think we're still in a uh, mm-hmm. that is not entirely it has not entirely landed yet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. So this is going to be our main discussion. Yeah. But. Yeah, wow. I'm looking at these numbers. I'm not great with box office numbers, right? Me, yeah, me either. I never really pay attention to it. Part yeah. Of, part of one of the reasons I was an odd fit at Collider Times. <laughs> Did you see the box office returns? Ah, uh, no, man. <laughs> is that a movie? Yeah, yeah. Is that, a, is that yeah. Batman yeah. in that? Yeah, Charlie Theron in that? What is going on? Uh, the, we're going to talk about it a little bit more. Yeah. Here, but but uh, I'll just put this out here. The following movies, this is my friend Ryan Snelling. The following movies did worse domestically opening weekend than Solo. Ant-Man, Thor, Thor the Dark World, Incredible Hulk, Captain America, The First Avenger, and The Incredibles. What? Uh, now, wow. a lot of it's tied to the holiday weekend as part of the disappointment. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. But it's also part of the struggle. Yeah. And we'll run, run yeah. down the whole list of potential reasons that it didn't do well. Yeah. But I, I, I will say, uh, as we as we move toward our main topic, I think this is a... In, uh, I feel like the, um, the coverage is not covering the story. It is becoming a part of the story. Yep. Yeah. Because... It is fine and true to say it underperformed. The projections were higher at some at one point. They're at one fifty, then they're at one thirty. It came in under that. There's no denying that. Yeah. But I looked this morning, and there were still major headlines that say bomb, flop, what failure. Oh come on! And that is all based only on expectation. Right. Mm-hmm. And if Ant Man and the Wasp does eighty million. No one will say, oh, is Marvel dead? Because two movies in a row, Black Panther and Infinity War, were right. you know, 200 million opening weekend and now 80 million? Well, I guess it's time for the heroes to hang up their capes. <laughs> and, like, and that would make me mad because most of the Marvel heroes don't have capes don't anyway. Have, it's just the kind true. of inaccurate information. Uh, so, yeah, there's definitely, yeah. I, you, I think you really have to look at this narrative as mm-hmm. it's a narrative yeah. about the failure. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot to be picked apart. I find out every uh, every uh, box office truth we cling to is from a certain point <laughs> exactly. of view. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well, that's a that's a look at the news headlines. We're going to dive in, like Joseph said. But before we do that, we always like to recommend an audio audible book for you to download uh, free. Thanks to well us at audibletrial.com/slash/forcecenter <laughs> with over one hundred eighty thousand titles to choose from. And our recommendation today, Joseph, is Rebel Rising by Beth Revis. This is the prequel to. Rogue One that it tells Jin's whole story really and it is not only a great book it's a really great book to revisit after Solo because there are some rhythms with the uh, the world that she's living in that she's just trying to get by in this world that is torn between the conflict between the uh, Empire and the Rebellion and the Partisans are very Sagra's Partisans are very similar to the Cloud Riders mm. early Rebellion with lots of moral gray areas so it's a really fascinating extra fascinating read after taking in Solo absolutely second that that is why it's our four center recommendation today such a great job go back revisit it learn more about Jin learn more about Saul learn more about the time in uh, this 
period of the story, this, yeah. this, this part of the saga. It's so great, and which is why I even love the, you know, this idea of this kind of weird underworld shared universe. Yes. Get me Jin back on screen. Get me Cassie and Andor back on screen. Ooh, mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe the Ray Sloan's uh, or origin points in the Empire could be covered in this period as well. There's a lot of things to talk about there. And you can uh, listen to this book by downloading your free audiobook today at audibletrial.com slash force center. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash force center for your free audiobook. On us, kids, on us. So let's go to the main topic today, solo in the box office. Oh, there's a lot of things to dive into, Joseph. That's right. We're going to need your guidance. (laughs) (laughs) Solo in the box office with a side of boba. Uh, So I want to get into our opinions about what happened at the box office this weekend. But first, I just want to give it a a little bit of information. Mm -hmm. So we all like the film, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, we have like some questions and some thoughts and some things that we'll continue to wrestle with and revisit. But in general, we're like the four centers six thumbs up between all of us, right? <laughs> oh, man, and I, more if we had more thumbs, right? I got, I got that solo visual dictionary after I saw Jen bring it by the studio the other day, and I've been pouring through it. I, awesome? Yeah. I left our review, and I found parking, <laughs> in, street parking in Los Angeles to go to Barnes & Noble so I could buy wow. that and the Most Wanted uh, book about Han and Kira. And, oh, yep, cool. Which I did, too, yeah. Yeah, saw the movie again at El Capitan. If you're in Hollywood, I'd say go to El Capitan. It looks great on that screen. Even oh, better. Okay. Even better uh, than at the Arclight. Anyway, so we like the movie, just in case there's any confusion as we start talking about its troubles at the box office. Mm-hmm. So I tried to make as complete as a, of a list as possible about theories about why it did why mm-hmm. it underperformed. Uh, just plain old too soon after The Last Jedi. Okay. That the hunger for Star Wars was not there. Uh, there is, of course, the ongoing question about, yes, of course there is controversy about The Last Jedi, but exactly how big, and is it big enough to have affected sales at this level? Uh, There is just the crowding of big budget movies, big blockbusters, Infinity War and Deadpool 2, and a lot of anecdotal tweets about people saying, like, yes, I was interested, I just literally couldn't afford it this weekend because I went to Infinity War twice Mm -hmm. and Deadpool 2 once, and that's my movie budget for Mm -hmm. a month. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so there's that. Uh, there is the story of the turbulent production mm. about the firing of Lord and Miller and, uh, you know, the rumors about Alden getting an acting coach, which we have sort of debunked as that is just a standard person who is on set. Yeah. Did you know there are craft services on Solo? <laughs> <You're> right. Oh. <laughs> they served food to the crew because they couldn't afford to bring their own. Shocking. Did you know Donald Glover doesn't know how to eat without <laughs> assistance? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I got a little distracted there. Uh, then, of course, there's the discussion of wanting more diversity, not only in Star Wars, but a trend that we've seen in big genre movies that things that have really blown up, Wonder Woman, Black Panther, etc., have had uh, better diversity up in front. And this is a film that is obviously a, a sort of traditional white male character with a lot of not diversity behind the scenes, behind the camera. Uh, then there is the question of prequelitis. There are how many Star Wars fans just only want new stories or stories moving forward and have a strong opinion of, I don't want to know what the Kessel Run is. I want to imagine it. I don't like anything explained anymore. Uh, and then finally, the just general, uh, and by finally, I mean I have two more. Uh, the general <laughs> people who just don't want a non-Harrison Ford. That, mm-hmm. that is just not uh, a non-Harrison Ford. A non-Solo, a non-Harrison Ford non-solo. solo. 
And then uh, finally, my actual final one is, uh, this one's not being discussed as much, but I'm interested in the super early premiere. Mm-hmm. So two weeks out, mm-hmm. uh, these movies, at least in the opening weekend, are supported word of mouth by hardcore fans. And when you have big Star Wars pundits coming out two weeks ahead of the time and mm-hmm. giving mixed reviews right, or negative reviews, and I don't, I'm not naming names, I don't know how right. many people, I know I tried not to pay a lot of attention, but I saw some... Real big thumbs up, and I saw some, at least some, meh. Yep. Yeah. And I wonder how much that it feels like this is confirmation of any one of these other factors, which mm-hmm. then snowballs into turning those things into reality. Yeah, this is this is a, a, a checklist here that I think it's for you probably, and putting this together, Joseph, probably saw examples of all of them being the number one reason for for one person, right? Yeah. I mean, that's that might be the perfect storm. Yeah. Uh, the holiday weekend, Memorial Day weekend is, I guess... Again, this is where my lack of, you know, my Dan Merle like knowledge of box office, my my Roth Cornette like knowledge of box office, uh, and even like Perry Nemiroff and some of the people I know, they they have this kind of stuff. It, I don't think it's as big as a box office weekend as we think. Mm. No, it's a picnic uh, kind of holiday. You know, there's a bigger purpose behind the holiday, but when it's actually executed in the field of uh, of families, it's going out to uh, picnics and going out and doing things. Not necessarily where Christmas is more of a let's go to the theater. It's colder. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, and it, it didn't used to be, and right. it is now because of <laughs> Star yeah. Wars. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Yes. I mean, yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Solo was well within, when the uh, were when the projections were there, it was well within the possibility of breaking the record for opening weekend right. on Memorial Day. Yeah, so it's not... So I so I don't I don't know where to 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 dive in first. Well, because I, I'm, I'm curious about just your yeah. gut. Do you have a gut when you when you mm. start talking with friends as it was clear like Saturday Sunday? Did yeah. you as a Star Wars fan as a Star Wars pundit you Jennifer and Ken say have an instinct of what the reason is? In my circle, it was more of. Am I even like writing me? Hey, Ken, am I even going to like this movie? Like, mm. why did we need this? Mm. Which is a fair question, even though, like, the why do we need any film is a fair question as well. Like, you know, but even, you know, we had talked about it here, Jennifer. I know you particularly were like, oh, I don't even know if I'm excited for the solo stuff. Now, solo is one of my favorite characters, but even I was like, oh, okay, give me an Obi Wan movie first. So I think I saw in my circle, my bubble, more of, I don't know, should I even see it? Let me know. And, and in conjunction with that, it was this. I mean, we just had Last Jedi, man. Like, I'm a little tired. Okay, right. so it's a not not a must see, is mm-hmm. what you were hearing in your book. Yes, yes. Which is weird because we had Thor in November and Black Panther in February, and people were tremendously excited for both for different reasons. Lots of different reasons. But yeah, you know, like you didn't hear that. Right. Mm. Right. And. Jennifer? I'll tell you what, looking at this list that you've put together, yes to everything. Mm-hmm. I think it's not just one thing. And I'll tell you, after uh, I went and saw the movie on Friday, and I went to Target to go get the, I thought, oh, the official guide will be there. Mm-hmm. And they always have, you know, this this big stand and marquee and whatever, and like all the toys are always out at Target. And I went, and I kid you not, there was nothing solo. It mm-hmm. was Infinity War was mm-hmm. still there. They're standing and whatnot. And I was like, <gasps> what? <laughs> I couldn't find the official guide. And I just thought, oh, this is weird. Then I talked to my dad, who sees uh, films every opening weekend. Like, he's he's a real cinephile. Mm-hmm. And he was like, previously, he had asked me the week before. He's like, oh, yeah, so that new solo movie's out, right? And I'm like, no, it's mm. it's not out yet. He's like, oh, I thought I thought the premiere and can, and I'm like, no, mm. it's not out yet. And then on Saturday when I talked to him, he's like, yeah, I don't know if I'm gonna go see it. Should I go see it? I'm like, 
dad you of all people you love han solo like he is so like in line with george lucas like they're the same generation i'm like yeah. you of all people would love this film he's like i've been seeing mixed reactions i don't know people are saying it's not ne- necessary to go see it that to me was a real window and then of course the lack of diversity and the money factor where i'm seeing families on twitter they're saying look I just paid X amount of dollars with my my kids and you buy popcorn and sodas and whatnot and you're spending a lot of money. It's just too much yeah. for a for a fun story, a fun adventure. But it didn't answer questions like, say, Rogue One did, mm-hmm. where you felt like you were going to maybe miss out on something. This was mm-hmm. more like, oh, cool. I saw somebody saying online that it's like answering something a novel could have answered when he mm. made, which I, I don't think that that's true. No. Um, and I don't, yeah, I mean, I talked about this on on Star Wars Counseling. I, I think it's legitimate for, ever, for anyone to have whatever reason, whatever bar or metric they want for why do I see a film. But I feel like it is a new discussion in our culture to say, what question is it going to answer? Or am I going to be able to mm. understand the whole story? And to me, I feel like it used to be just, do I want to see this? Mm. Will this be fun? <laughs> right. Will it make me feel things? Will it make me imagine things? And I feel like um, that's gone. The power, uh, uh, Ken, your yeah. your girlfriend had yeah. brought up when we all saw it together that the the impact of narrative television yeah. that everything is connected, and you can't miss an episode of Riverdale, you can't <laughs> miss an episode of Game of Thrones, right? And I wonder how much that is getting into people's core of like this mm. is what enjoying entertainment is is mm. getting the next bit of information. I think it's a huge, huge factor, whether it be Lost being one of the first big shows to do that, Game of Thrones to, to blow it up, Westworld now, these kind of, where each chapter, each week is a reveal that you go, oh, I didn't see it coming. I didn't see it coming. Yeah. And there's, admittedly, I say there's a lot of things in Solo you saw coming from the teaser trailers. Yeah. And I always say, keep saying it's, well, that's the lessons and, and, and the, how it affects the characters is the draw of the story there for me. I could assume Beckett's going to turn on Han. What's that going to do to Han excites me. Yeah. Other people wanted it to be, no, an Ugnaught pops out. I didn't see that coming. And that's, and that's, I'm not taking that away from anybody. No, I'm picturing an Ugnaught yeah. actually bursting out of Beckett like <laughs> alien. Yeah. You know, I'm not taking that away from anyone. I no. just, I just think it, our viewing habits have changed. Even how we watch TVs changed, you know, and, and that I think contributed to some of the mixed reviews and the early premiere, the confusion your father's having. Oh, I yeah. thought already was out. Yeah, I couldn't believe that. We pay attention in this film bubble. My dad has no idea I even went to the premiere, <laughs> uh, and he'll probably see this movie next week and be like, oh, they made a... Uh, does, uh, I guess Harrison couldn't come back for it. He'll probably say. <laughs> um, I love my father. But um, I think in this bubble, which is a large bubble, it's not a tiny bubble. I always talk about this bubble. I should get a T-shirt about the bubble, but it's a large bubble. You should get a bubble. A bubble. Mm. A bubble wrap T-shirt <laughs> of the Star Wars bubble. Um, I think it did... We, we pay attention to that more than I think I did when I first moved to L.A. because this, this industry now exists. This sports center talking of the movies exists now. And so now we pay attention and then we pay attention to these people, uh, friends of ours yeah. in this business. And so, yes, if you see someone, X, Y, and Z goes, eh, I don't know if I, uh, this, this, I didn't think we needed this movie and the movie doesn't make me think we needed it. You might, if you're on the fence, you're going to wait a week. You're going to wait a month. Yep. Even if it's Star Wars. Yep. Maybe even specifically because it's Star Wars, because this person you follow or watch is your Star Wars guru. And I think that affected a lot of people. Yes. Yeah. Which then again, hey, look, I guess it's on the movie. Be, be A plus all the time. 
<laughs> yeah, well, I mean, and and I think the movie is is a plus, maybe, yeah. maybe a, maybe a minus, but <clears throat> I think it is just all about this. Um, I don't know if Lucasfilm could have got ahead of the narrative mm-hmm. um, and tried to communicate what what this was. I feel like mm-hmm. the whole point of Star Wars story has always been the big event. The two hundred million dollar opening is the saga films. And then we're going to experiment with telling some smaller stories, just some of the slices of life that don't have the galaxy at stake. Yeah. Rogue One got the curiosity factor. And then I think not even with intent ended up having a lot of power mm-hmm. because it ended up being a direct prequel to A New Hope. It mm-hmm. ended up being having a message of rebellion when uh, at that time, that it's exact not- time, a lot of people were upset about the election. I'm not mm-hmm. going to get into politics, but I think it is true that a lot of people yeah. wanted to hear uh, a cry for rebellion, right? A cry for standing up for what you believe in, and Rogue One delivered that. And I think that just sort of skewed the whole conversation away from this is meant to be. As dumb as this sounds, Solo was meant to be the Ant Man of Star Wars. Yeah, and if not Solo, because Solo, I know it's ridiculous to compare Han Solo culturally to Ant Man. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, in the bigger picture, that mm. I want there to be Ant Man like Star Wars stories. I yeah, want right. there to be like, I want them to just announce Dr. Aphra. Yeah. And that Dr. Aphra is like at that Ant-Man level where hardcore comic book fans know the character, mm-hmm. not the general public. And it's okay if Dr. Aphra makes 70 million. Ant-Man didn't even make 70 million. Ant-Man made like 57 million. Yeah. And I'm going to cling to my Ant-Man. Ant-Man <laughs> had the exact same quote unquote turbulent production of a beloved oh, yeah. director dropped out. Mm. And You're right. somebody else oh, right. came in and, and and finished it, and you could still sense Edgar Wright's fingerprints on it, mm-hmm. but it was more exactly what MCU product is. Uh, so I just feel like I want us, at least as Star Wars fans, mm-hmm. to say it is okay for a Star Wars story to be smaller, to do smaller. And again, I know it underperformed from even from that. Yeah. But to say any Star Wars movie is a failure if it doesn't make two hundred million yeah. is a recipe for not ever having smaller Star Wars stories. You're hitting some some nails on the head really hard with your space hammer there. <laughs> the Ant Man thing, even I forget the trouble production of Ant Man. Right. Right. I mean, it was like, why even have this film at some point? Yeah. Like the Edgar Wright's got cut it. We don't need it. And it is small. And I actually really do like Ant Man. Uh, because it felt like, oh, this is this little cat burglar story type yeah. thing. It was something different. And I think I think Solo will stand up for the test of time, yes. where you'll go back and, and the pressure will be off it, and you'll put it on a, on a Blu-ray, and you'll watch it, and you'll be like, that was a fun Saturday afternoon. I think this movie will grow, not necessarily the yeah. box office next weekend, but it will grow over time, where the, the pressure's off of it. I yeah. will say one thing that I think I think that a lot of fans felt felt left down, myself included, mm. where where they ha- for the first time we have a black woman mm. in a lead in a Star Wars film, and then she gets killed off, and she didn't have much of an arc. And I think what made fans so upset is that like Tani Newton was such a huge part of the press tour. Yeah. We were celebrating her amazing dress with the action figures, the all the black Star Wars action figures on her dress. People were so excited. And people left the theater feeling like, oh, my, talk about expectations. We all had tremendous Mm -hmm. expectations for this character. And then to see her kind of uh, just, I don't want to say cast aside, but to see what happened to her character, it was really disappointing. And I've seen a lot of people that kind of, that, that 
that changes how you look at the whole film and whether or not you can truly be excited about it and share that enthusiasm online because Mm -hmm. that really sticks out. And it's also points to, you know, who's behind the camera, who's writing these stories. And so I've seen a huge part of our community that just Mm -hmm. does not, they can't get behind solo. They just can't. Yeah. And, and it's, and that's a, it's a big, uh, you know, community, big, big, um, not majority, but you know, they're a large part of our community. Yeah. And if they're not wanting to share positive things about solo, you know, yeah, it, it's it, just, it goes to and who's, and who's following and watching them. Right. And then they see the tweets and they're, ah, you know, okay. no, yeah. I don't yeah. want to go support a film like that. And, yeah. and I understand. And I, I really enjoyed the film, but yeah, that is a big, big problem. Yeah. I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So Another one of the factors. Yeah, the yeah. big factor. And I saw a couple of tweets, uh, and uh, I think at least two. I know I saw one that was getting retweeted a lot about how powerful they thought Tandy Newton's character was, that Val was a great representation, mm-hmm. right. um, even with her limited role. And I think that also just speaks to just how fractured mm-hmm. our all of our opinions and wants are of, yeah. of these movies, that there's so much pressure on them. Yeah, like I'm not going to buy a Valve action figure. I'm not going to buy Valve merchandise because it's like and, and that that they're really missing out on something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. They could have they could have cashed in. Yeah. They had done it right. So I think we all agree that it is like a perfect storm. We've all got yep. various anecdotal evidence. All of these things are mm-hmm. true and I don't think there is a smoking one one smoking blaster. There are many many <laughs> smoking blasters. Many. So many smoking blasters. I do want to ask a specific question. Mm-hmm. Do you think the second weekend is going to pick up? I've said for a long time I think the story of Solo is going to be that second weekend because it has yep. next to no competition. Mm-hmm. How do you guys think it's going to do for the second weekend? I think it it will it will maintain if not improve. I don't think in some dramatic way. One of the reasons I point to is also something I'm noticing which is um, there seems to be a groundswell, not like a super, super groundswell that's going to start a rebellion, <laughs> but a groundswell that's like, I enjoyed this movie. Why are you telling me I didn't? Why yeah. are you grumpy about it? Uh, we've learned here, we at Four Center try to be so even-handed, and we love this movie, but we have valid criticisms like Jen was talking about and everything, and I think we can still come out on the side of, hey, we love this movie, right? I, I hope people listening get that feeling from us. But I've seen on other places that we talk Star Wars or other friends that I know that talk Star Wars that if they're like, eh, I didn't like it, people are out now I'm now mad at them and saying, I like it even more. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So it's this weird counter to the counter to the counter. And so I think you could see it pick up. Yeah. A little bit. Not just solely on that, but I think that's going to fuel some of it. Yeah. I mean, you could almost, this won't happen. I mean, this is a joke, but you could almost see like on Saturday morning, Lucasfilm plastering the internet with the quotes of like, what? It didn't suck. Or, wow, I was pleasantly surprised. Or, really? People were mad about that? My friend said he didn't like it, but I liked it. Yeah, I had to Google the word failure and figure out what it really means. Like, I think they're, you're right, it's not quite a groundswell, but I'm definitely seeing a ton of like, oh, wow, that was uh, better than I I thought and better than I had heard. Yeah. So, Jennifer, do you you think it will be... Uh, a big enough second weekend to change the story at all? No, I think it'll probably just maintain. I yeah. do. Mm-hmm. I think that people are not that excited about it. Although I haven't seen Ron Howard retweeting, you know, all sorts of crit- criticism yeah. and praise for the film. Yeah. Which I commend him for that. I think last night at the time that we recorded this episode, I think last night he was in his like house in his bed just watching the evening news because he was on, he was just like retweeting. And then I saw other people, and I'm not going to call any names out, who out of the blue started tagging him like, oh, 
I happened to at real Ron Howard enjoy the movie, hoping for the retweet. Because oh he was he, there, there was one criticism when I saw it, and, and Ron was like, "Hey, thanks for going to see the movie, and thanks for your feedback." And oh, he just yeah. he was doing the Ryan Johnson thing of getting in there, and, and yeah. And even he said he goes, "It was disappointing. The box office didn't reach expectations. Highest." Opening weekend for my career. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. So, yeah, a gentle reminder from Ron Howard, absolute veteran, like, a hundred million's a lot of money. <laughs> well, that's good. <laughs> for a movie. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think it will make enough to be, like, absolute shocking mm-hmm. the second weekend makes more than the first weekend at all. But since the story of uh, the the DC woes are so about the second weekend Mm. first weekend of batman v superman is blockbusters and the story of it being a failure is the second weekend drop Mm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh justice league underperformed for its expectations in the in a very similar way to solo because it's supposed to be such a huge blockbuster and then its second weekend was as well and Mm. that cemented the story so i'm curious to see if it's either the second weekend is low enough that it cements the story of yep this didn't work in in a big picture way, or if it's a little bit more of that almost groundswell that you're talking yeah. about, kind of like, well, surprising, not yeah. <laughs> like B B minus second weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fascinating to me. All right, so I also wanted to ask, uh, in relation to what we were talking about earlier, if the standalones are going to tell different, smaller <laughs> stories. That can be with known characters. That can be with unknown characters. It can be just a, here's a horror movie out of the blue. If they're going to tell those smaller smaller stories, do you think fans, Lucasfilm, and pundits all together can come at them as, yes, of course we expect a lower box office for, uh, you know, Obi-Wan than we do for Episode Nine? No. I don't, <laughs> I don't think so because people are like, it's Star Wars. It's supposed to make Star Wars money. That's what I've been seeing a lot. And I think that people use it, like you're talking about, for their narrative. You know, that people are saying, I hated The Last Jedi. I boycotted Solo. And haha, the numbers suck because mm. all of us who hated The Last Jedi, Disney, you're going to pay for that. I see people who are talking about, you know, where myself included, we want more diversity on screen and, and behind the camera. And so you can say, well, look, guys, mm-hmm. if, you, if you look at how well Black Panther did, mm-hmm. you know, so you can use it. You can use it to your advantage to, to basically provide evidence for whatever you want to say. And I think that we're in this culture now where that's all that we do. Yeah. <laughs> we're all yeah, yeah. The about. battle for the narrative. Yeah. The, right. Yeah. The narrative. Uh, yeah. The. <laughs> I was watching this horrible show on E! called The Arrangement, which is so horrible oh, it was great. My and it just got canceled. But the, me, me and my oh girlfriend my loved gosh. it. first, And it's kind of loosely based on Scientology stuff. And they talk all the time about, well, we got to change the narrative. And they got to control the narrative. And I think that's a, it's, mm. it's a narrative battlefield, uh, absolutely. And yeah. that's not a bad thing. A lot, a lot of things you're saying, Jen, aren't bad things to put out there. You know, the, the hate of The Last Jedi is. But, but you know, some of the other stuff, it's like, yeah, you can look at some of the evidence. It's not all like a bad, you know, villain in a cave, like how right. can we take down Solo? But yeah, some <laughs> of it, yeah, it is kind of, a, it's a weird spin. Especially the the Last Jedi one. It's oh, a weird yeah, spin. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I would just love to see the narrative with the MCU be changed. Because I read this mm-hmm. morning mm-hmm. some articles that are like, Lucasfilm just can't do with Star Wars what they did, what they do with the MCU. And like, Yes, they can if you, you don't expect, you know, the, them to make that. You you come to me with the MCU as a failure when Ant-Man and the Wasp doesn't make $200 million the opening weekend. Right. Yeah, thank you. You know. Yeah. 
it we can we I, can change the narrative. You you know Marvel and you know the MCU, MCU way better than I do. I tend the movies. That's about it, yeah. right. You know, um, <laughs> but it's like I think there is kind of this overlooking on some of the movies that haven't worked. How Iron Man two, Iron Man three, yeah. Age of Ultron. Yeah. I saw that movie and was like, mm, not for me. Um, I not like the first Avengers. You know what I mean? And I like Infinity War. You know, so yeah. it's like I'm more of a casual fan. Where I know there's more casual Star Wars fans have the same kind of view. Uh, but you would agree that it's also kind of a little different, right? The source material of 7,500 years of comics oh, is it's different. It's totally different. And they're telling a narrative story that explodes out from Iron Man in 2008 mm-hmm. and mostly goes forward. Captain Marvel is literally going to be a prequel, but it is also a prequel that has been set up to be that Captain Marvel might rescue everyone in <laughs> Infinity War. So it's a prequel, but also it's not. Right. And like Star Wars is this weird explosion going out in all directions from this one film in 1977. Right. And I feel like Lucasfilm, like I've said before, this is their first chess move and they're trying to figure it out. Mm -hmm. And I feel like there is a world where we could get more than one Star Wars movie a year if we could get the, um, the narrative, I guess, to be like, this is a really small little heist movie. This is another hashtag underworld movie. Mm -hmm. And we expect it to make 80 million. Right. And then here's our new main Ryan Johnson saga movie mm-hmm. that will be a disappointment if it doesn't clear 180. I, I think that's, and I wonder, I think that's right. And I wonder how that's going to happen because I, I look at the live action TV show as, you know, Rebels, Clone Wars, Resistance, forthcoming. Um, those are different. Those are smaller. And you look at, I think, not right off, but you look at animation and just go, oh, it's, it's a little cartoon, Star Wars cartoon. Live action action with, with names behind it on your screen, small screen, weekly, might get you more used to Star Wars not being this big, life-changing movie every time yeah. it comes mm-hmm. out. And maybe we go from there. Yeah, I think that's just factual, too. I don't, think, I don't see how anybody should be surprised by the... It, it's not the, the big event. Yes, mm-hmm. we used to wait decades. <laughs> yeah, right. Not quite decades, but you know, we used to wait a very, very long time for new Star Wars movies. You know, and uh, I my endless food analogies. It's like if you're a kid and you only get your favorite treat every once in a while, mm-hmm. like every once in a great while for your birthday, you get to go to McDonald's and then you move out and you eat McDonald's every day. <laughs> it's not the same experience, yeah. is it? Right. Yeah. I don't I don't know why I defended Star Wars by saying it's like eating McDonald's every day. <laughs> that was not my best metaphor. And I think that what they're trying to do is like give a variety so that, okay, yeah, you didn't like The Last Jedi. Well, here is something that you guys have been wanting going back to the classic Star Wars with, you know, Han Solo in his prime. Mm-hmm. Here you go. Eh, don't want that. You know, yeah. so it's like, we're going to have an anime <laughs> I mean, show. Yeah, yeah. And you can't, you can't make everyone happy. We know that. But it's, it's so weird because I love the 19 years. I think I might write about it finally in our blog there. The, the 19 years between Revenge and New Hope is my favorite favorite part to tell stories because mm. the boot of the empire is on the galaxy yep. what's happening that's why the character of infants nest is i become more obsessed with this character over the last week uh reading like oh this represents the rebellion but not the rebellion that we knew it's like a different verse so i'm excited by that other people are like not again i want a different time period and i'm like uh, okay ryan's gonna go to another galaxy i don't know yeah, like who knows where ryan's going. i'm interested right. but uh, i'd rather know about Obi-Wan campfiring in the desert, you know? That mm-hmm. is right. Mm-hmm. Uh, here, uh, a quick question. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the Great December Debate. Yep. Uh, I feel for myself, like, as much as I love that Solo came out 
on May 25th, uh, Star Wars anniversary, and it feels like a summer movie. Mm-hmm. I have to concede, I think it would have done better at the box office if they had waited to December. How are you guys feeling about the great December question? Absolutely. I mean, I feel like I was just seeing commercials about The Last Jedi on Blu-ray, and Han Solo is coming out, and it felt like, whoa, this is really right on top of each other. Yeah. Given, given it some time to breathe, build up that momentum again, especially because we have nothing really else besides Star Wars Resistance coming. Yeah. So. yeah if I was going to Monday morning quarterback this at all, I would look at that. I get why they went with May, and the movie feels like May yeah. in summer. I right. totally get it. But Avengers Infinity War, which they tried to move up just a little bit, <coughs> Deadpool... Yeah. A family, you know, me, me and a me and a girlfriend going to a movie is eighty dollars if we're getting and a hundred if we stop by the bar. Yeah, um, yeah family. Or your friends. I know friends who re- let's get thirty tickets to see a- Infinity War. They're not going to also do that for Solo. I think that helps. I, I, so I would have pushed it to December. Okay, so let's move a little bit away from the box office and more to the content. Ooh. So now that we've seen Solo, now that. Uh, young John Kasdan himself has given us a hashtag for what to call these kind of movies. We, I was saying the Scoundrel Trilogy. Now we have hashtag Underworld. Uh, a, a Star Wars reference with some some uh, a legacy there. Um, now that we have this idea, now that we've seen this complexity, does that get you more excited for the possibility of a Boba Fett movie set in this general era? I'm looking at Jennifer's face. I know. Well, Jennifer, the Ewoks I, I, are shaking inside. <laughs> They're going to fall over. You're just not. You, you have lots of reasons that you are not excited about uh, the Boba Fett movie. Lots of really understandable to me reasons. They have a way to make it right. They could cast an actor who is of Maori descent. I know a lot of people have been championing Daniel Logan yeah. to reprise the role. Cool. Okay. Give me a strong female. No, don't not strong. That's wrong. Give me an awesome female character. <laughs> who is alongside Boba Fett, and together they take on the galaxy. <sighs> but they're not going to do that. Yeah. They're not going to do it. Yeah. So for you, some of the totally uh, legitimate uh, uh, creative choices and behind-the-camera choices make you just be like, that's it. I, I can't get beyond that to thinking about the content of the movie. No, and partially, if they were to announce... I shouldn't what else- say content. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I shouldn't say content because obviously the behind-the-scenes contributes to what the content is. Yeah, and I feel like if we knew what was going on behind the scenes, like what else they have in store, I mean, well, we know Dan and Dave and and John Favreau and whatnot, but it's like... If they do have a female writer somewhere <laughs> hiding in the wings, bring mm. her up now because as of right now, I'm looking at their slate and I'm like, wow, all right, we're pretty dude heavy. And if they're going to announce Obi-Wan after this, mm. come on. Yeah. I feel slighted. <laughs> yeah, yeah, understandably. Uh, I mean, I think, they, I think Mangold... Could I mean I look what he did with Logan? It was about yes. Logan, but uh, he but. brought in uh, what is what is she X twenty three? Yeah, okay. X twenty three. I yeah. got one oh, right. I love Joseph. her. Oh, <laughs> I, I love her. I love her. So so, yeah. I, but I understand yeah, where, where you're coming from, Jen. Like I'm not, they, they need uh, proofs in the pudding. Actions more than words at this point. Blah blah blah. Not blah 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 to write it off. Yes, yes. those are facts. Um, I am still, as listeners know, not a big Boba Fett fan. Yeah, that's just not my thing. But. After Solo, which is your question, Joseph, mm-hmm. I am intrigued if it's part of something bigger. If okay. it's connected, not a connected universe, but a connected underworld, yes, you have me listening. Right. If uh, if Maul hires him and mm-hmm. Kira is a part of the story and he bumps into Dr. Afra and Lando yep. and it's part of this whole cool world that they've constructed. Then you go to a Lando movie. There you go. Yeah, the Lando movie. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, so for me, I think I, I totally understand all the reasons people are like, ooh, Boba Fett. There's so many interesting things to me. The whole clone thing is fascinating to me. How does mm-hmm. he feel about being a clone? There is the, is is James Mangold going to be like, this is my thing. Uh, I do old people at the end <laughs> of their game. And a lot of people say, is it going to be Logan for Boba Fett? Is it set mm-hmm. a month before Force Awakens when Boba Fett's trying to pull one last job because he doesn't have it in him anymore? You know, mm-hmm. there's so many different interesting ideas what Boba Fett could be, but it is, I'm so distracted from any of those by mm-hmm. what's going on with what they've announced in what the shape of the, the yeah. next phase of movies is going to be. Ge- in general, uh, Jennifer, stepping away from Boba Fett, would you be happy for another hashtag underworld film? Yeah. Assuming it's got some better representation. Yeah, I've been I've been championing for the Jabba. The yeah. Jabba film. Give mm-hmm. me the <laughs> underworld gangster film and, and make it more of an ensemble cast. That would be very exciting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like Suicide Squad, right? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah, but better. <laughs> yeah, but better. <laughs> yeah. Like uh, everybody's been hired by Java for the same job, and we meet lots of new characters. Yes. We can see some familiar characters, that kind of thing. I don't yeah, know like. Why? Well, why when you just, I immediately went to like a Star Wars version of Clue, where like Jabba's <laughs> invited everyone to the palace and they don't know why they're there. Oh my gosh, I love oh, that. I, Jabba's murder mystery, <laughs> where, oh where somebody actually does get killed. Like, yeah, Greedo has yet another cousin, <laughs> and Dito gets murdered. Oh my gosh, and he's like, who killed Dito? <laughs> Love this! I want yeah. a murder mystery Star Wars film. Yeah, yeah. that'd be great. I'm so I, I so loved that that feeling in Solo, and I would love yeah. another the movie in in the Underworld. Yeah. Um, let's talk about Obi Wan though. How are mm. we feeling about Obi Wan? Because Obi Wan, we're also in the same sort of problem where, Ken, you and I really want this movie. Jennifer, you're mixed. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested. Yeah, <laughs> I'm interested. You're interested. Yeah, I'll take I, it. I mean, you and you McGregor. He's he will. I'll yeah. watch him in anything. Yeah. So mm-hmm. bring him back. Do you feel like for you the Ewan McGregor factor will overcome all of the other things in our list of of what damaged Solo, like the people who are concerned about prequelitis, the people who just want to see something new, the people who are like, great, I don't care, I don't want to see another uh, film that absolutely stars in a, a white man, mm-hmm. and and by its nature services the character mm-hmm. of the white man because it's a, it's a focus on that character. So mm. by definition, all of the characters are going to serve them, mm-hmm. not uh, literally, but narratively. Right, right. Yeah, that this is a great question, but I feel like people will overlook it because of Ewan McGregor. Okay. I think that there's a lot of nostalgia. People have a lot of strong, you know, this for them, this was the prequels are their Star Wars movies. And so getting him back, Back on screen, that I think was the biggest hurdle with Solo is that people were like, "Who's Alden Aaron? I want mm-hmm. Anthony. What is it? Anthony and Gruber or whatever." <laughs> They're oh, like, yeah. you know, or no, oh, yeah. not my Han Solo. So yeah. I feel like you half the battle is already there with bringing back Ewan McGregor. Yeah. So Ken, for you, if they announce Obi Wan and they're like, but by the way, it turns out Ewan didn't want to do it. <laughs> He's doing an indie film about yeah. biking through France. Uh, would you be like, <laughs> uh, I take it all back. I'm out. Uh, I'd be 30% less interested from okay. starting from 100, right? Yeah. Um, I, I get all the time from my, my friends uh, who don't really go on talk about Star Wars. They will write me like, do we really need an Obi-Wan movie? And I'm like, yes, you do. Because it isn't young Obi-Wan learns the ropes. No. It isn't that. Uh, yeah, Obi-Wan gets a lightsaber. It's none of that. It will be part of 
what I believe to be part of this building up the the the, the story of Star Wars. You'll watch New Hope with a new insight. Yeah. You'll watch Return of the Jedi with a new insight. Right. And and that's what it will bring. Where, admittedly, Solo, it's more of an origin story. And that's, yeah. that is generally less interesting for a lot of people. Right. Yeah, fair enough. I'm still very excited about Obi-Wan movie uh, and for lots of more Underworld movies and a Boba Fett movie. And I feel like I'm excited for them as movies with uh, Obi-Wan in particular. It, if it's going to be Ewan, it's got to happen now. Now. Soon. <laughs> Soon now. Within right. the next five years or so, right? For right. him to be the generally right age. And I'm so fascinated with what you were talking about with Ken with Solo as a Blu-ray movie mm-hmm. that I feel it's uh, it's so frustrating that movies exist as documents, right? Yeah. And some of the classic movies, big film fans would be hard put to say, like, was Casablanca a hit or not at the box office? Who cares? Right. It's a classic film. Mm-hmm. Was Blade Runner a big hit? No, it wasn't. <laughs> but it's a classic film. And some of this stuff isn't going to matter because the movie's need to be made now yeah but then on the other hand we are in this time where we can't just say yep here's a boba fett movie maybe he'll be played by a maori actor as he absolutely should be but it's gonna be directed by a white guy and here's obi-wan a white guy made by a white guy with white guy writers white guys like but at the same time like i want this movie to exist in mm-hmm. perpetuity right. mm-hmm. yeah right. so it uh it's frustrating it's it's just it's a it's just a tough time for any kind of Content creators and filmmakers, TV show writers. Yeah, it's a, yeah, yeah, I think it's, yeah, you got to kind of check a lot of boxes that sometimes you don't know you need to, or sometimes you do know you need to and you miss <laughs> it, you know? So it's yeah. like, it's, mm. yeah, yeah, it's weird. Okay. So moving forward then, in theory, with the Ryan Johnson trilogy and the Dan and Dave movies, we do have new stories and new ideas coming in response to the fans who are like, have prequelitis, like, don't want no, known characters, known time periods. We do have those news stories coming in theory. What do you think Lucasfilm can do to highlight that? So if they do officially announce an Obi-Wan movie, that the immediate reaction from a large chunk of fans isn't, ugh, give us something new. Wow. Yeah. Glad I don't have that job. Yeah. I know you can't rely on the Star Wars name. Yeah. Solo has, to me, proven that a little bit. I, I consider it a success on other levels and failures on some. Definitely. So I think it's the Star Wars name doesn't get people out of the house this time around, at least. We'll see what episode nine mm-hmm. does. So highlighting the characters and the reasons, if you can, for Obi-Wan. If it's Obi-Wan, mm. you're going to want to see this because, without spoiling, <laughs> because. Yeah. It connects to what you love directly. But do you go to Ryan, is Lucasfilm, do you go to Ryan Johnson and say, hey, you're in the Lucasfilm team, mm-hmm. Ryan Johnson and Rom Bergman, and say, you need to give us a the most amazing logline. You need to give us the two-sentence description of the general idea of the trilogy that shows to people it's new. Now, that's not going to address mm-hmm. the diversity concerns, mm-hmm. but the, the, we're going somewhere new. Yeah. And say, we're not... A, a week before we announce Obi-Wan or Boba Fett, we're going to get out this information so yeah. fans know there's something fresh. Do you think that would help, Jennifer? Honestly, I don't know anymore. I really don't know because I feel like the Star Wars community is so fractured in what people want. You have the you know the people that didn't like The Last Jedi. Well, I'm not quite sure exactly what they want, except I know a lot of them talk about the Old Republic. But then if you go and do an Old Republic trilogy, let's say, then they're going to have specific ideas. And and so then they might still not be happy. And, and so oh, I yeah. just feel like I don't know what they're going to do. 
and the thing is, is that this is this is going to keep moving. They're going to keep moving. Uh, they obviously have to continue greenlighting and and producing scripts and whatnot. But I really think that they kind of need to take some time mm. to figure out what is going to be the most compelling story, because mm. that's what it that's what it comes down to. Is if if this is going to be a compelling story with great actors, which they they had in Solo. Mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. Uh, they're just gonna have to rely on that. I don't know. Yeah. I don't think that they can rely on nostalgia or like, hey, on solo. And, and not not to counter your point, but to maybe add some like that's where I talk about these unchecked boxes. So Force Awakens, if Disney's listening, we liked it. A little bit of a retread, and then we already know that. But they're probably thinking, well, we've got something come up behind here that you're gonna love because it's not a retread. And then that comes out, and everyone's and I, this isn't the generic like. You know, uh, fans don't know what they want. This is, I mean, they maybe you believed. Like, wait till you see this different take on on the hero that we've got, and then yeah. now it's this like, ooh, they they listen. We didn't like that. Well, okay, we got so, you know. It's like, and it's this ping pong thing that I. That's why the compelling storyline. I'm sure at some point, someone high up was we got a really compelling storyline with Last Jedi, right. and then a large. You can't deny it. A large part of the fan base, whatever the reasons, they're very vocal about it. I, I, don't, I feel that's why I don't want that job. I don't want Ryan Johnson's job at this point oh, yeah. to make an original trilogy. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, and I know that a lot of it is where they want to hire people who are fans of Star Wars, right? Mm. Or at least get it. Or at least get, get it. it. I think you have to get it. But they did bring in, what was it? Was it Tony Gilroy? Yeah. Right? Yeah. For Rogue One. Who clearly hates. Who clearly. <laughs> and he still made a great Star Wars film. So maybe yeah. they need to get somebody who doesn't have this kind of reverence for it. I don't know. I don't know. But. The ability yeah, to get in there, tell a story. To, I mean, to I th- tell the story. I thought they had that with Ryan, a lifelong fan who was not afraid to kill his hero in a way. Me I'm, too. I'm boiling it down to something simple. Yeah. I know shows like. Uh, it's not doing necessarily tremendously well. There's that Fox show, The Gifted, which is all about the uh, X Men, right? Right. Uh, I know writers on the show. They've never picked up a comic book in their life. <laughs> yeah. Does that show work or not? I don't know. Right. Yeah. But they're good writers. But- I yeah, so, I don't know. Yeah, it's fascinating to me because I do think by you know giving due deference to everybody's opinion, I do think mm-hmm. by most metrics the content of these first four films has been well received. They've made money. Solo might be lower on expectations, but it still had a hundred million opening weekend. The reviews are largely positive, mm-hmm. so I feel like by the metrics that we have in the big picture, the content is good it's not like any of these are universally derided right mm-hmm. you know the, no, no one made an ed wood star wars you know <laughs> um oh boy and people might some people might love that so it it almost seems to me that at this point the uh behind the scenes uh drama mm-hmm. and not having clear communication is almost more of a challenge to lucasfilm right now than the actual content they're putting out because mm-hmm. we're all going to always disagree about Star Wars. Right. I mean, living through the prequels even before <laughs> social media. I try to wake up every morning grateful that social media didn't exist when the prequels yeah. were out. Yeah. Uh, so to me, I do feel like it is a little bit more about what, what is your next big message to mm. the fans, Lucasfilm? Mm-hmm. I, I, yeah, and I, I'm too dumb to have that answer, but I think, and you also touched on something there too that I think about in the real world a little bit when you're off Twitter. I think more people have enjoyed what's gone on in these movies yeah. than, mm-hmm. than is realized. Yeah, And the box office, the metrics you've talked about, maybe bear that out, but just when you go outside and go 
walk into a park, <laughs> right? More people are going to say, "Oh, I love the new Star Wars." Yeah, yeah. Like I didn't like that part, but whatever. Anyway, um, I you you said you can't answer that question about what's next, but I'm going to ask you anyway. Uh, so I, I really think that this was their opening move, right? Mm-hmm. These four movies. Mm-hmm. At one point, there's going to be that 2020 movie or five movies with uh, Episode Nine, and they're not calling them phases like Marvel, but I'm going to do that. Phase two, Disney maybe takes. They even take 2020 off. Mm. They finish with episode nine, and then sometime they announce what phase two is going to look like. Mm. What in now? I, I know it's it's to, down to all of us individual Star Wars fans of what we want, but for each of us, what would be something that gave us, it made us happy. Mm-hmm. 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 Uh, Jennifer is turning to her Ewoks yeah. for support. <laughs> yeah. It's that's that's <laughs> so tough to enter joke, jokes aside because I just want an Obi Wan movie and I'd be interested in a Lando movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I know they've this phase two should be to move past that and establish establish Star Wars stories all around the time periods and all around the galaxy, literally. Yeah, you know what I mean. And I think if you can get people behind that a little bit, again, I'm not an expert in it, but when like Marvel goes to space. Guardians yeah. comes in and then it expands what's going on and it's beyond just the Battle of New York. Yeah. That worked for me. Guardians worked for me, right? And that's there's a property where a lot of people, general people, were like, the what now, who now, huh? There's a, a squirrel? And another example of the narrative, hailed as an insane, mind-blowing, huge box office hit because it did crack 100. Right. Or came close. I can't even remember which one, but it was right around there. And mm-hmm. back in, in 2014, it was like, what? That movie made this? This is insane. Huge hit. Yeah. It just yeah. shows you how yeah. different the narrative is. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think if you can maybe try, you know, now we're taking the Star Wars story to this part of the galaxy, this part of the time period, and, yeah. and maybe more people be excited about that. Yeah. Because I, I know I might be in the minority that's like, I want five years after Revenge of the Sith. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jennifer, do you have thoughts or would you want, do you want yeah. me to ramble first? No, I think, th- I think it's complicated. And I think that I want to get to a point where we're just not talking about when are they going to hire a female director? When are they going to hire a person of color or woman of color? I just feel like at this point, let's just, let's just do it. Let's, let's, I want to he- see the stories that other creators can, can tell. And I think that that's going to get um, myself and a lot of fans excited about phase two. And I think it's going to be different because we're going to have, Galaxy's Edge. We're going to have a Star Wars live action series. We're going to have Star Wars Resistance. We're going to have so much content. Um, so, you know, I, th- I hope that they take a little bit of a break for the films and just kind of let that breathe and then get people excited again about whatever it is. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, we're certainly going to get that breathing room before episode nine. Right. Uh, hopefully, Resistance will give us something uh, fresh and new, but it is small screen. For me, I, I want them to have a little bit more of a complete three, you know, years out vision. Mm, right. I don't want them to officially announce Obi-Wan. I want them to announce Obi-Wan, but mm-hmm. I don't want them to announce it until they also have, and here's your Dr. Afra movie or, you know, anything else. Here's your just random horror movie that's directed by a woman and mm-hmm. starring a person of color. Um I, I don't want anything until they can get that. Uh, so for me, I guess I'm rambling, but it would be so great if they had an event at El Capitan and they're like, we've got some surprises for you. Here's Ryan Johnson. 
it's literally taking place at a in a part of the galaxy we've never identified before. Mm-hmm. Like whatever it is, it's mm-hmm. going to be. I think so out of bounds yeah. to say like it's going to be new. And then for your classic fans, here's Ewan McGregor walking on stage <laughs> in effing costume. And then oh you know what? Gosh. We want to tell small stories. Here's a, a horror story mm. starring this character. Like I, if, I think if they just released it as a, a package, yeah, I think this is what they are truly working on. Mm-hmm. And I think they are just not communicating it. Instead, we're getting these very close to truth rumors mm-hmm. about what's in development that is an incomplete picture. They nice. aren't. Disney is not owning their narrative. <laughs> yeah, and and. Iger Khan has affected that yeah. mm. directly. We know that now. Uh, we can f- we felt it. You felt it early on, Joseph. But yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, th- everyone loved that. Feige standing up there and going, here's the next 10 years of movies. No one went too much. You know, maybe 2% of people. But most people went like, okay. And then they changed. We're going to do Inhumans. Ah, it's going to be a TV show. Ah, forget that happened. <laughs> um, you yeah. know, like Marvel's made mistakes. And they're oh, allowed yes. to make it. They've earned the right to make mistakes. So, but I, I I totally see what you're putting out there now, and I'm I'm behind that. Okay. And that's been one of the criticisms is that people feel like Lucasfilm is flying by the seat of their pants. I don't mm-hmm. think that they are. Right. But by having all these little leaks instead of like, here's our game plan, this is what's going to be happening. I feel like people are like, oh, there's trouble brewing. They don't know what they're doing. If they do know what they're doing, <laughs> tell yeah. us. Yeah, yeah, because every film, even a rumor, feels like. Well, if that's the only next step we know, that's the trajectory forever. Yeah, right. Whereas if they're like, here's a list of four very different ideas and they are all coming, then the discussion just becomes, which one are you excited for? I'm not going to Obi-Wan, but I'm for sure going to X. Right. Yep. Easy peasy, guys. Yep. Yep. Easy peasy. Easy peasy. We solved it. (laughs) (laughs) It's just that easy. Solved the case. All right. Uh, I wanted to ask a fun question. If we could watch Solo, since we all do enjoy the movie, with audio commentary, not from any of the actors, but from any of the characters in the film, who would it be and why? Uh Jen, (laughs) you got an answer. Lando. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That'd be so fun. He would just have, you know, we'd have something to say about everyone and know all the dirt and the you know inner workings. That'd be awesome. Yeah, he'd analyze the costumes. He would great. say when when he thought people were full of hooey. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And we could have the the drinking droid that you know. Oh, the cocktail droid. Yeah. Fun I, times. That's got to be my answer too. The Calrissian yeah. Chronicles, you know, <laughs> him there doing his little. Uh, someone said it's the the new podcast they want to hear is Lando just telling stories. And oh I, yes, I'd be behind that. Yeah, that that is a, a, a answer I cannot argue with. But I'll go with Kira because okay. I'm I'm really coming around to Kira. I think she's a fascinating character. I'm so glad her story didn't end. I think there's a lot mm-hmm. more to tell there. Uh, I'll say this yeah. very quickly, but I think one of the other things about that ending is. At any point, she could have found a way to just call Dryden and get the upper hand on mm. the Cloud Riders. Mm. Not only did she let Han escape ignorant about yeah. how much danger he was in, she did the good guy thing. She made yeah. sure that that coaxium got to, to the, um, the yeah. Cloud Riders. Yeah, yeah. Because she knew she has got that line to Enfys Nest. When Enfys says, What do you think they're talking about? He's going to do the right thing. Yeah, and you know that she could have stopped him. Anyway, all of which is yeah. to say, yeah. uh, I don't know if everything about her character is perfectly illustrated in the film, but I feel like what her character is is that she is a survivor, but she's also a planner mm-hmm. who's uh, she's a great uh, hollow mm. chess player. Yeah, and that would be fun to sit and watch with her and have her go. That's where Beckett screwed up. Yeah, here's uh, where Beckett should have done differently. Uh, I like on. that. He's so charming, but oh come on, <laughs> that's fun. <laughs> I like that. You like 
like yeah. that. A lot of layers yeah. to carry. Yeah. yeah. So that's our, our big look at a lot of complicated things. And I, I want to put the caveat out there. We shared a lot of opinions, a lot of thoughts, and we do recognize that our listeners uh, on Force Center have diverse opinions about everything. Yeah. We're just three people who choose to spend some time in microphones. So if you disagree with us, we certainly understand. Share your thoughts. Share your feelings. It's a discussion. Absolutely. You can jump onto the Discord server and just chat amongst yourselves uh, <laughs> over there. We check in on the Discord server from time to time. I go in uh, daily just to maintain some stuff. But really, that's for you guys out there. If you're Patreon supporters, go in there and jump, discuss, and have fun. Talking Star Wars as we do. So let's move on to your voice, to your questions. It's our audience question segment. We always like to take uh, questions from Twitter, Facebook, and definitely two from Patreon. So we've got four questions here from Twitter. Ben Kasi. I think that's a name we can actually say. I think so. Ben Kasi. Question for the pod. What happened to Rada the Hut? Mm. <laughs> little punky muffin. Uh, do you think we'll see Stinky all grown up in the new trilogy, future Star Wars content, and take up Jabba's mantle? That's an interesting idea, Jennifer. That is an interesting idea. I can't even really remember where the storyline ended up on that. It, in the Clone Wars movie, yeah. Yeah. Eh, Rada's safe. Yeah. Right, that's all I remember, right? There was nothing else? Re- return yeah. to Jabba, right? Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. Okay. so his story is wide open. Yeah. Yeah, it is huh. interesting, because where does he go? I think he's away at college during the events of Return of the Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love that. That's fun. Um, Rada's revenge is an interesting concept. I would love that because there has been so much in the history of Star Wars of characters that used to be mocked or belittled going back for them and and giving them their due. You know, you got that with Jar Jar. You certainly have that with the Ewoks, who Mm -hmm. fans were mixed about when they first came out. And now Ewoks, those little murder bears, are beloved. Let's do the same for Rada somehow. Wouldn't that be the biggest turnaround in all of Star Wars? (laughs) If people were like, (laughs) Rada. Rod is one of the coolest characters in Star Wars. <laughs> Rada teams up with Jar Jar Biggs to oh, uh, move into the Ewok village. I'd love a kid's book so I could read it to my daughter. I oh, think yeah. she would love to see oh, Rada. Yeah. That'd young, be fun. Young Rada on the loose. <laughs> <laughs> Joseph Clark at Joe Bode Clark. or jo- yeah, I think I said that right. Joe Bode Clark. Joseph Clark asks, hey, this won't happen, but let's hashtag speculate responsibly. What are the pros and cons of the next Star Wars saga film after nine being uh, episode 14? Uh, Would a jump like that be more interesting than confusing? Could it work? Do you guys want something like that? So we started Mm. with episode four, 1977. Yep. All right. Ryan Johnson gives us episode 14 or maybe someone else, Joseph. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I, that's such a fascinating idea. It would be a, a really good way to mm-hmm. shake things up. I think one of the biggest questions hanging over Lucasfilm is what is the future of the main saga, mm-hmm. of the Skywalker saga? Because they want to put out movies, and I don't, I don't think they're going to put out episode 10 in 2022. It's like, right. Ray, but she's two years older. <laughs> uh, I think that they're going to be aware of the generational power and be like, yeah, maybe we'll tell, catch up with Ray, Finn, and Poe much uh, farther down the line. Mm. Mm. I, I like this idea, Jed. Mm-hmm. I, I, I get what Joseph's saying. Like, boom, suddenly, 2022, episode 14, like, what happened? And then I get yeah. some intri- But it might induce some eye rolls, but I I, uh, I don't think so from the core fans. It could be interesting. I think it could be interesting, and it gets people excited when they do decide to tell episode 10, 11, 12. You know what I mean? Because like, yeah. they're like, well, what, what happened during that time period? Um, I mean, they're definitely going to do a time jump. Mm-hmm. Well, 
actually, wait, yeah, no, no, never yeah. mind. I'm taking that back. Mm-hmm. Well, what yeah, if it was like off. episode 14, whose kid is this? And there yeah. was like, there, there was a kid, and you're like, all right, who, who's kid? <laughs> is that Ray's kid? Coming of age. Yeah. yeah. That's a I mystery. Like it, Good Very question, cool. Joseph. Over on Patreon, patreon.com slash force center, we like to take two questions each show. And this is from Shaler Duranlu. We know Shaler. Uh, he uh, has uh, uh, helped us in the past with some wonderful, uh, obtaining some wonderful Star Wars collectibles. For, That's uh, right. You and I, Joseph. Uh, do you think we should see a potential, could see a potential live action battle between Vader and Maul? We know neither of them could die, but from what Maul says in Rebels when we first meet him, he seems to know he's no match alone for Vader, like they've faced off before. Not only that, but what if we see Maul trying to lure Obi-Wan out of hiding? It works, but also brings Vader. Could we see have a Vader versus Maul versus Obi-Wan <laughs> WrestleMania main event? <laughs> Obi-Wan, once thought as you did, could be interesting and amazing if done right. A lot there from Shaler. Let's wow. dive in there, Joseph. Yeah, yeah. No, I think, uh, and I should say we got a lot of interesting questions uh, spiraling off of uh, Maul's appearance and mm-hmm. the whole uh, various ideas of matchups of, for, from hashtag Underworld. I think this would be a really interesting um, the Maul versus Vader, and some, even if that's just a comic book, that would be yeah. really. I think I think that would be really cool if they had if they had met. I always think about that moment in Phantom Menace when Anakin's in the cockpit, all young and innocent, and he sees this just horrible, terrifying creature with yeah. no idea that he will eventually become one of those. Right. Mm. You know, and that would be really cool to see. Uh, yeah, it's a matchup I kind of never thought I wanted to see, but it's, I'm definitely intrigued by that. I, it would make an Obi-Wan movie even more intriguing to me. I think Obi-Wan, based around him going to save Vader one last time, that type of idea, the Obi-Wan once thought as you did type of jumping off point is great, but then you throw in some criminal underworld stuff, Maul and his vengeance uh, tour yeah. for Obi-Wan. It could be interesting. I mean, this I think would get people very excited to go see a film. And it's something where I would, before I would have thought, oh, it's never going to happen. But now it really could happen. I never thought that we would see Maul again on screen. Yeah. I never thought that we'd see Vader cutting down rebels on screen. And we got that. So mm. why not? Yeah. Yeah. If his solo movie is Everybody Wants Obi. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah. Because I do, I would be thrilled that if the Obi Wan movie is him having mm. another confrontation with Vader. I think there's room for that. Uh, and why not throw them all in there? Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. It's a big main event. Our friend Brian Ward, you uh, have seen his work before, does uh, some of our Force Center work in T-shirts there, including the Whiskey T-shirt for Data Bank Brawl that's out there on the T Public site. Brian Ward asked if there was some kind of Star Wars trivia league inside the Star Wars universe, which character would be the champion? R2, Jocasta New, Chairman Papanoida. All right, so Joseph, Ooh. we mentioned up top, we got the big Star Wars movie trivia show on live event coming soon. Yep. We've competed in those events before. Movie trivia is uh, and trivia in general. Go ever been to a bar trivia night? It's big, it's popular. It would make sense that in the Star Wars universe, this would exist. Oh yeah, who's your champion? Obi Wan Kenobi. Ooh, really? Yes. Every one of his answers is true from a certain <laughs> point of view. <laughs> you win today, sir. I yeah. like that. Plus, he's well, uh, he's well read. He's pretty, he's pretty knowledgeable. Yeah. I think, and yeah. I think he would offer challenges if somebody says he's wrong. He'd be like, "Well, actually, well. <laughs> mm, yeah." I lean towards Jocasta New, but I think R two yeah. could really take it. A lot of inside information that maybe Jocasta does not know. Doesn't yeah. want to believe. So yeah. Yeah, R R two been around the galaxy. He's yes. been here for the whole story. Yeah, yeah you know? he's got all that information in his databanks, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Absolutely. Jocasta New reminds me of the type of player, and I've seen him on the Schmodown. 
They're a little too confident. <laughs> a little too, well, it doesn't exist. Right. Oh, right. it does. Right. I challenge that question. You're wrong. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to topple, uh, top, topple. I'm going to go on top of your answer, Joseph. <laughs> Please go on top of Obi-Wan. Uh, Obi-Wan, who does Obi-Wan go to for advice? Your champion is Dexter Jetster. Oh, yeah. You know what? You <laughs> are correct. Yeah. Well, well played. Well played. Whoa. Yeah. Yes. Obi-Wan would be busy like, well, if you really consider it, uh, yeah. how many engines? What is an engine on a Tantive for? <laughs> and then Dexter just come in and go like, well, you can tell by the scratchers. Yeah. I mean, Dexter seems like the guy who would have a trivia night either at his diner or go to one. For oh sure. yeah, I'm heading down to bar trivia. <laughs> so that is my answer. Answer. Great question, Brian Shaler, Joseph Ben. Thanks for contributing. You out there can ask us questions. You can reach out on Twitter at Four Center Pod. Use the hashtag Four Center. Our Facebook page is Four Center Podcast. Our website is fourcenterpod.podomatic.net. We have new merch available, like I said, on T Public slash user slash Four Center. Tweet us your picks, and we'll spread the word around the galaxy. Podcast available a lot of different. places. Places, including Podomatic, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, where you can always rate and review. But Patreon, Joseph, we're doing good work there. That's right. You can visit patreon.com slash force center. We have passed our commentary for the last Jedi goal, so we'll be working on that. We're building towards new goals, more new music for our shows, and unlocking commentary for all the movies. You can also subscribe on YouTube in particular. I wanted to mention that because those subscriptions really, really help us uh, grow that channel. Absolutely. We have had a supersized issue for a supersized, supersized episode for a supersized issue. <laughs> and it's like an issue of a comic. Um, we have uh, taken our, our best shots at trying to understand the big headlines this past weekend with Star Wars. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, before we sign out, though, we always like to say where you can find us, like Jennifer Landa's work. You can follow me on all the social media sites at Jennifer Landa. I also had the chance to be a part of the Steel Wars live podcast yeah. event last week at the Scum and Villainy Cantina. That was a blast. We had a great discussion. Yeah, a lot, a lot of different opinions, but I will share that <laughs> on my Twitter feed uh, at Jennifer Landa. Absolutely. Mr. Scrimshaw. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram, and all the social media is at Joseph Scrimshaw, and there's always updates on all my other stuff on my website at josephscrimshaw.com. That's live shows, that's uh, comedy albums like Rebel Scum, my Star Wars comedy album, and my other podcast, Obsessed, of particular note. If you have never checked out Obsessed and you're a fan of Force Center, tomorrow, Thursday, is a good time to do that because our own Ken Knapsack is on Obsessed talking about Robotech. Oh, man. I was so obsessed with Robotech. I was so excited when you invited me. Then I came home that day, watched three more episodes of Robotech. (laughs) So obsessed. I love talking about that. And you can follow me at Cadnapsock for all your social media needs, including Twitch. That is it, guys. So for all the box office experts out there, uh, that is it. We'll see you next time here on Force. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. 
Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.